Hello and welcome to the Performers Who Pivot podcast brought to you by your host Grace Francis. This podcast is for actors and performers who are navigating two careers at the same time. Maybe one performing arts career and one business to fall back on, or a business to have alongside your performing arts career, or perhaps you want to leave the performing arts industry altogether but don't want to retrain, so you are exploring how to progress using the skills you already have. Today's episode is sponsored by Dramed. Yes, that's my very own company sponsoring this episode. Dramed harnesses the power of music, dance, songs and storytelling to provide creative education to children aged 0 to 11 years old in schools, nurseries and other early years settings. Our school workshops and preschool classes explore core subjects in a multi-sensory way and are designed to get children on their feet and moving around. They're delivered through our growing network of licensees and teachers, all highly talented performers who nurture children's imaginations and turn everyday learning into a magical experience. They sing math songs as if they're going for a Grammy, act out a scene from history as if they're aiming for an Oscar, and teach toddle fit classes as if they're competing in the finals of Strictly Come Dancing. And because our teaching methods engage and excite little ones, our sessions help bridge learning gaps and support your teaching goals. If you would like to find out more information about Dramed and our classes, head to www.dramed.com. And if you'd like to find out more about becoming a licensee and teaching your own classes, head to www.dramedlicensing.com. Hello, Tanya. Welcome to the Performers in Business podcast. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's lovely to have you on the show. I'm really excited about this because this is a first of many. You are, in fact, the first professional that I'm recording with today. And there are lots of amazing um, performers, actors lined up. And I'm really, really honoured to have you on the show. I have seen your work recently. I've been following what you do. Let's start with perhaps you giving us a bit of information about yourself, a bit about your cultural background. Yeah. Hi, um, I am Tanya. I am 34. I uh, was born and raised in West London, uh, born in White City, Shepherd's Bush. Um, I, my background is St. Lucian. My family is St. Lucian. So Caribbean background. And um, yeah, I have been in the arts for, my God, for, it's crazy to think, nearly half half my life. Um, I've been in theatre. Wow. So let's go back. You're from West London, Shepherd's Bush. Um, so we're from the same part of London, UK. Whoop, whoop. Um, and, your, and your background is St. Lucian. Is that your background in its entirety? Um, I, so I grew up I grew up with my St. Lucian family um, okay. uh, my, my father's side was half Jamaican and half Spanish I believe um, I, I, I represent St. Lucia wherever I go <laughs> it's definitely what you know who I connect with what I connect with and that's definitely second home for me at the minute and who did you grow up with who who was in your family dynamics? Uh, I grew up with mum. Mum was, yeah, mum was the homie, still is. Um, I have a little sister who's 10 years younger than me. 
So my sister's 24. Um, grew up a lot around my gran, who was based in West London and still is based in West London, where all of the cousins and the aunties and uncles were kind of chilling and around music. We always had music around. Um, but that's, it, you know, all of us lot were the West London massive. Amazing. And, and grew up with mum. Was your mum a single parent? Yeah, single parent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she raised us both. My dad weren't in my life. I don't have a relationship with him. Can you tell us a bit about your journey into the arts? Yeah. It, do you know what? It all kind of happened, I hate saying accidentally, but um, I, as a kid, I went to Sylvia Young School. Mm-hmm. Um, and I only went, you know, on a Saturday after school on a Saturday for about two years from the age of, I'd say kind of eight to ten. Well, like, yeah, eight to 10. I was really, really young. Um, I always knew that I loved the arts. I was always singing around the house. I was always dancing around the house. Um, and I always had access to things after school, so after school clubs and enrichment. Um, and that's kind of what I ended up doing. So I was doing that on Saturdays. And when that was done, I was doing, I was going to like uh, the Tricycle Theatre in Kilburn um, after school, you know, from like six to seven, I'd do like a drama class. I went to the, I was in the RBKC choir. So the Royal Borough of Kensington and Chelsea choir and dance troupe um, within Connections, which was an amazing um, organization that were there for us as young people growing up. Mm, I remember. When I was in my teens. And then I went to, you know, a normal public school, public college. I was in St. Charles College. Um, and there was an open audition for The Lion King. And I found it in the newspaper, in the stage. And I ended up going for auditions and kept getting callbacks. I hadn't told my mum. I was kind of missing lessons. She got heat of it. I got offered the part. I couldn't take the part because I was only in my first year of college. And my mum said, you're going to have to finish college. And they called me back the year afterwards. So I went into the Lion King at 17. Wow. And I, yeah, I just kept, I just kept going. I kept going and going and going. I found like my love like for sure I didn't even realize that I I would love the theater as much as I did I always thought that I was going to be on tv and do you know commercial stuff and I didn't think I was going to do musical theater but it just fell in the palm of my hands and it felt right I love that that it just sounds like it was there for you this was your purpose and your journey into it it sounds like um was set up for you it it was graceful it was easy absolutely so going from going back a bit from the age that you were when you first got your part in Lion King to being between eight and ten years old going to Sylvia Young Sylvia Young um you know those those stage schools I know they can be quite quite expensive yeah yeah definitely was that I mean your mum just was like how how did that conversation happen did your mum push you into it was it your decision no I think it was all just so organic like my mum like she knew me and she's a businesswoman and she's always been a businesswoman and she I must say there wasn't ever I don't know if I was too young to notice but there was never a struggle for me if that makes sense like 
I I don't remember being that young and thinking, oh my God, my mom's struggling to do this or my mom's struggling to do that. She just knew that's what I loved to do and she wanted me to be happy and she knew that I was good at it as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, now when we speak about it, you know, she'll always say, look, I had to do what I had to do and I was working really hard and, you know, I had my business, but then I had to close my shop to take you here and then I had to close it to go and collect you. And do you know what I mean? You realise that struggle when you get older, when you yeah. speak to your parents. But at that time, I was too young to know. All I knew is she she made it work and yeah. I never had to, there wasn't like a, a begging to do this or having to, you know, rob Peter to pay Paul or <laughs> there was none of that. But yeah. I know now that there was a slight struggle um and I'm I'm really grateful I'm very grateful for that yeah I just want to acknowledge your mum for being a businesswoman and raising yeah. children because that is not easy um, um I'm inspired I'd love to know more but we can have another conversation Okay, so you went into the um, Lion King at the age of 17. So mm -hmm. one of the youngest performers you would have been. Yeah, the youngest adult. The youngest adult. Yeah, uh, yeah. And how was that for you? What was that journey like? Gosh, it's it's just the show, the, the connection I have with that show will just be oh it'll be everlasting I think it, it was a lot for me it was it was huge but it was um god I just learned so much so quickly and it was so it was overwhelming I remember it being really overwhelming really scary but really warm and everyone was older than me and a lot of people were black they it was like it was a community for me and also I had, I'll never forget, I always speak so highly of them. I had a woman called Thea Barnes, who was like the dance supervisor. May she rest in peace now. She was hardcore, you know, African-American. Um, she put me through it. As a non-dancer, someone that didn't train, I learned from the top of the top and the best of the best. And, and once I left there, I knew that I can kind of do anything once I put my mind to it because she was feeding me these little gems. And then there was a man called Clement Ishmael, who was the musical supervisor and again, a black man. And it was like, oh, not having a father figure, going in at 17 and having someone who, without him even realizing, stepped up as that father figure at that time mm -hmm. for a few years and made me feel like I could do anything. He made me feel great. He really did. Like, he always told me, Tanya, you can sing. Like, you're so, you're so wise for your age. You're so powerful. You're so touching. You're so in tune with your emotion. And I realized the importance of being true to yourself. Um, you know, because I, I was told from that age, you know, when you're singing, sing through emotion or think about something that makes you feel um, what you need to feel in order to get that across. So. Yeah. To me, at that age, being in tune with yourself and understanding yourself um, was grounding and important, yes. really important at that time. So I'd love to come back to your wisdom because I have noticed that you have a lot of that. Um, but you said that um, your singing was picked up on quite, you know, uh, obviously that, I mean, I've heard you sing and you do have a powerful voice. 
you went to Sylvia Young. You said you went to a choir. What came first? Was it the voice that was there or was it the nurturing of the voice that brought the voice out? Um, the voice was there. The voice was there. I knew I could hit notes. Mm-hmm. You know, I was always able to kind of just go really high. And I, 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 never, had the, I never had the fear of cracking right trying to get somewhere I was always challenging myself listening to like greats you know people that belt like the Whitney Houston's and Celine Dion's I was going nuts I mean I was trying to hit boys to men notes and craziness (laughs) um but you know like I said you learn as you go on and then I started going to you know Paddington Arts and things around the area where you do learn about the voice and the importance of maintaining the voice and the health of the voice and yeah I mean it obviously has to be trained like anything else you have to you have to be trained to bring out the best of the best in your abilities and start with something raw I think that's that's what Lion King I think it was a reality check for them as well Mm. to have somebody rocking in a baby blue Mackenzie tracksuit a bandana no no headshots no agent I didn't know what sheet music was and I sang I had to sing acapella wow and I think they realised then that, do you know what? We don't have to go to the top schools or top this and top that. There are people around that are just gifted. Yes. Give them a shot and a chance. You can mould these people and mm. these young people and make them feel incredible and make them feel like they could do anything. Yes, I love that. And was, um, just going back to family, was mum and grandma singer, do, do they have a voice? Oh my gosh, my mum, tone deaf, no. Oh. Not sing Grace, oh my God. Do you know what? She's improved actually. Now she's good. I don't understand where the shift is, but okay. she's improved now. But whoo, no, my mum can't sing. I know that my dad could sing. I know that right. my dad, he's not in my life at all, mm. but I know that he can sing. So I know I got my voice from, from him. Okay. Um, my mum's siblings, a few of the siblings are singers. My grand's actually a great singer. She was always top of the top of the choir. You know, she still sings now. So she's great. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So by the time you got to Lion King, were you studying? I was studying. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to ask permission uh, in college and ask my head teacher, head teacher, if I could leave early um, and go back for my exam. So what I was doing was I was going in for my exam in the morning. I would go to rehearse for the Lion King. I'd go to bed and I'd do it like that. So I was doing my exams whilst rehearsing for the show. Wow. Um, and then, yeah, and then I passed my exams and then I went straight, straight into the show. So I left like two months early, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Gosh, that's amazing. That kind of like, I don't know. I probably, I mean, the thought there was for me, we were about the same age. We are the same age. Yeah. And we found our way through, um, the arts around about the same time. It sounds while you were doing your exams and going into, um, Lion King, I was, um, nurturing a baby and going for my auditions um so yeah no I just love that I don't know I just for me I don't know where I'm going with this but it's just seeing that there's a connection there yeah but also yeah 
um, I'll have to journal on that. Um, <laughs> which brings me, before we get to that, kind of like how we nurture our inner selves and our and the wise parts of ourselves, um, or, or maybe we'll do that now. What is your process? Do you have a process? Do you like to read? What's your inspirations? I, I do. I do like to read. I do like to meditate. I'm trying mm-hmm. yoga. I'm, but I learn. I, I I just learn daily. And I think the thing that has kept me so kind of grounded is trying to just be at peace with where you are, what you're feeling, and it's so. How can I say this? It's so easy to compare yourself and your journey with others. And I think being in the the industry that I am, it's so easy to do that. Mm. And I think I got to a place of, it was just unhealthy. I was always comparing myself, like, why do I look like this? And, oh, I wish I didn't have these breasts and I wish that I could jump as high as this. And I, and it's like, it just did me no favours. And mm. I, would, I woke up and I said, look, there has to be a change here. And I think that's what it is. And it's still a process, but I love to read. I read like Ayanna Van Zandt. I love like Until Today. I read daily motivational, positive um, books. I try not to read the whole, you know, negative books. The same thing on Instagrams. I'm doing, I do clear outs all the time. Whatever's negative, I just don't want to be around. I try and remove myself and remove people. Actually, it's more, it's, you know, you have to remove people, you have to remove places, you have to, anything negative or what doesn't serve you, you have to be able to let go of. Mm. And the more I've let go of, and little things like decluttering your room and things like that work for me, but everything is different for different people. But I find that that's what works for me. And just having some time for yourself, wherever you can. I'm finding peace. Yes. Um, It's hard to do. It really is. Um, So for the books that you've mentioned, I will link those in the show notes um, for our listeners. You, um, have you heard of Marie Kondo? I haven't. The Magical Art of Tidying Up, and it's all about decluttering. Decluttering. (laughs) It's ridiculous, though, because, like, I feel like it's it's become a bloody habit. I'm decluttering all the time. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be left with like nothing in any of my wardrobes. I'm throwing everything away. All my clothes, all my papers, everything. Yeah, your your room, the room that you're in, looks amazing. Um, um, <laughs> um, no, I and I I genuinely feel like I commit to decluttering things. It it's something about the energy. It does make room for other things in life. I yes. So yeah, and and it's not just it just doesn't extend to decluttering the physical things that are around you, the tangible things that are around you. It is um, going through your Instagram. I mean, the Marie Kondo magical art of tidying up. She encourages you encourages you to go through your things, touch them, and ask yourself, does this spark joy? And if it doesn't spark joy, you get rid of it. And I think that's the same for Instagram. I read that book. I want. I'm going to read that book. Sounds really good. Yes, absolutely. You can get it on Audible as well. Um, All linked in the show notes. So I am going to ask you next about your highlights of your life and career to date. Okay. Okay. Highlights. You know, when, when you're so, I've had so many, I've had so many, I think I forget. Or an opening night is always the most magical thing. Mm. 
mm-hmm. like in a show. And I've just done so many shows that I've never really sat down and thought, oh my God, that's, that was such a highlight and what a moment that that was. But now you're making me think and go back to, I mean, I have them on my wall, like all of the shows that I have done um, and the opening nights. Motown was incredible. Sorry, what was incredible? Motown. Motown. Motown was incredible. Getting to meet, you know, Barry Gordy, the founder of Motown. It's mad. Um, Smokey Robinson, people that like, you know, I listened to at home and I've got vinyls. Mm. <laughs> Bonkers. That was a that was a, a huge highlight. Um, the Lion King being my first show was a highlight. Mm. Oh my gosh, she and my mom and my gran in the audience was yeah. Um also a highlight of mine was going and doing cruise ships and and seeing the world because that's where, you know, my talent had taken me, um, doing cruise ships. And then lastly, I think my last highlight has been starting a business Mm. and just feeling the fear and doing it anyway and feeling like, oh, you know, little things like, I've got a logo. Wow, it's amazing. And and just really um, acknowledging the, the small achievements. Yeah as well as these huge big things yes that's beautiful um did you have moments between your jobs your stage jobs where you was wondering what was going to come next yeah oh yeah 100 percent um you know at first it was great I was going from show to show but then there was a, a little niggle in there where you'd audition and you just get no's and it's like, oh my God, now what am I going to do? Mm. You know, what am I actually going to do? Um, but you you sit and you think and you go, do you know what, what else can I do? And then youth work was my thing. And I, I've always gone back and done youth work. Um, and also it's it gives you time to just really think. Mm and reflect on what has happened and you know it's just it's part of life's journey it's part of my my process and it is what it is but there have been some really low times honestly honestly really really low times where you're like I yeah I felt like rubbish yeah what I can't do anything else and you know what am I doing you know financially you're so used to getting money every week doing West End shows and then you have no money and it's like oh my god yeah and then COVID and then it's just like mm. things hit you and you're like right okay you know I can either write you rise or you fall yeah and it's a choice and it's all your your mindset and this bad boy has yeah has saved me amazing many a times so when Tanya says this bad boy, she taps on her, um, <laughs> her mind, yes, her, her, her head. Yeah, she's tapping on her head. Um, so just to make that descriptive for and, and inclusive, to make yeah. our podcast as inclusive as possible. So, so that brings us to Fly High Workshops. You are the founder of Fly High Workshops. Um, congratulations on your achievements with that. Can you tell us a bit about Fly High Workshops, what, what you do? Yeah, uh, Fly High Workshops is a CIC. Um, I wanted to create something that I wish I had when I was younger. Um, and what we do is we work hand in hand 
through performance and self-development. Okay, so we, you know, we're huge advocates of self-belief, self-confidence and self-discipline um, through the arts, but you can obviously take a lot of, you know, what we do teach you and you, you can go out in the world and do whatever you want to do. Um, and we go into schools and colleges and, you know, primary schools, secondary school, colleges, unis. Um, some, we work with staff members as well, if some adults want it. And it's about bringing that joy through performance and performing arts. So whether that's poetry, whether that's um, doing choreo, musical theatre, street dance, uh, spoken word, drama, uh, the whole lot. And our creative team are amazing. And we are not just black owned, but we are black staffed. And that for me was a real, you know, that, that was a conscious thing. And I really want to ensure that I, I stick by that. Mm. Because there's so many black professionals who aren't given the chance to do that for some reason to go into schools and colleges and, and um, you tell their story yeah. and, and teach like we're professionals, you know, we're DBS checked. We're good. Yes. You know, so that, that was a huge thing for me. Um, and like I said, because we do performance and self-development, we also do meditation. Mm-hmm. We do self affirmations in class. We, it's so important to, 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 it was important for me to add that element to our workshops because I think it's never too, you're never too young to self-affirm yes. as well. I've, I've only established this in my thirties mm. and we have six year olds affirming themselves. I love that. It's amazing. They're, they're amazing. They, and they say, I am amazing. I am a star. I am worthy. I am confident. Mm. You know, I believe in myself. And it's like, I wish I had that at six. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's what we do. That's what we do. I love that. that. Your work sounds incredible. So you're CIC. That means social yeah. enterprise. So you're, you've built your company on social aims and it's not for profit, not for profit. Um, so how was your journey in setting that up? How long did it take? really hard I'm not gonna lie it was a vision I think everyone has a vision and this vision for me came through COVID I was just teaching a a few of my friends um kids to sing online uh for free Mm. it was just oh let me just just so that they they had bringing them some joy bringing myself some joy I actually think it was therapy for myself as well as me giving back to them um because I was supposed to be in sister act at the time right and my contract obviously completely got swiped because of COVID. And I was like, what am I going to do? Mm. And I couldn't think of the money at the time. I just needed joy mm. because it, I was in a really, really horrible, deep space, dark space. And I was like, what can I do? And then um, I got talking to some friends and I was like, you know, I'm a, I'm a youth worker at heart. And why can I not mix the two? And I wanted people to feel like they were flying high within self, you know, and, and yeah, it just kind of came together. I spoke to a handful of my really good friends who are amazing black professionals in their fields and what they do. And I said, look, are you willing to kind of help me? Um, Because I don't actually know what I'm doing here. I had to be very honest. I said, this is my vision and I'm still learning. Um, 
But I realised the importance of asking for help. Absolutely. And a lot of people in our community, we've got so much pride mm. um, and we don't ask for help. And I think it's time that we ask for help. Um, and ask for help, you know, through, through our community. I think there are a lot of us that can help each other, I think. Strength in numbers, man. Strength in numbers. Definitely. And I that's something that I kind of, if looking back, would say that I wish I'd done earlier. Me too. Um, delegate, yeah. ask for help. No man is an island. No woman is an island. Everything that we see is a result of teamwork you can feel like you're doing something alone but you're not the the table that you're sitting at the pen that you're writing with it's the result of someone else's imagination someone else a team of people bringing it together to create it to make it to get it to you so definitely asking for help sooner and but I still do you know what I, I congratulate you for doing I mean COVID wasn't that long ago we're only just out of it from you to go from vision to to bringing it out, you know, you're sitting here in your uniform, your company uniform. Yeah, I've got a, got a lesson. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, so yeah. you, and, and you've branded it well. Yeah. Um, are you teaching classes yourself? I am. I am at the minute. I'm facilitating classes myself. I also have team members doing around and, and doing it as well. Um, I like to share the load also because I want this to be something that will operate on its own. I don't want to there and also it's a generational thing you know I'm teaching younger people to teach mm. as well because I want this to to carry on um and also when I go into a show um I'm not going to be able to teach yes so you know I think that's the thing is is not not being greedy and not wanting to do everything yourself I think it's just having a great core team of black professionals who um, who represent your company really well and, you know, share the same vision and, yeah. Yes. I mean, our kind of mission in work quite aligned. I feel like I, I'm the founder of Dramed, very similar yeah. social aims as Fly High Workshops. Um, we we're children's, so early years and, and up, to, up to key stage two, which is the age of 11. How do you feel about running your business? So working on your business and in your business, how do you navigate that? You facilitate workshops, but also you have to pull this brand together, find the teachers. It's really hard. I've actually just realised how hard it is. And I've actually put a post up saying that, you know, I'm wanting to grow this team now because doing things like, you know, people say, oh, social media is nothing. You know, you just put a post every day. It's like, actually, no, no, I'd prefer to have a, a team mm. <laughs> behind the scenes and doing that because it's hard work. And I'm, you know, I don't just have fly high workshops. I'm like, I work too. Do you know what I yes. mean? So I am going into castings. I have my agent sending me this and that. I'm learning script. I'm learning music. I'm gigging. Like I am a worker. Yes. <laughs> I'm a worker. So yeah, that balance now, especially that the world started to open up again is when I've started to realize it hit me. Yes. It definitely hit me. You know, when I was stuck in the house, it was a little bit different, but now I'm like, uh. Yes. And so coming from performing arts or the arts, um, yeah. musical theatre into business. So you didn't study business. You're figuring this whole um, 
stuff out by yourself um and I found yeah there were so much things that I didn't know that I didn't know in business when it even came to job titles or who am I asking for what am I looking for what's out there what resources can I use to help um have you found anything in particular that you were like I wish I knew about this sooner in business it could be a resource it could be a person that does a role Ooh, that's a really good question um god there's there's one friend in particular who's just awesome who's just taught me so much but simple things like um positions you know like back in the day obviously you have your you know your 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 trees and your charts and you know start at the top and go down and this person's there and that person's there and I just wish that I paid a bit more attention in secondary school with like just that little diagram alone Mm. honestly and I just seriously I think that's what I wish that I had taken and learned sooner was like understanding that there there's there is this system. Yeah. There is a system. There's a system in everything, isn't there? There is. And you I can't you, you kind of have to figure out and create a system for things to yeah. be successful, like a process. Absolutely. For me, it'd be spreadsheets. I wish I paid attention to spreadsheets. I Grace, me and spreadsheets. I don't want to deal with spreadsheets, mm. Grace. I'll be honest with you, I've said no. I, definitely hiring somebody spreadsheets yep. I um, it's it's really bad I think because I'm so much of a um so much of like a visionary and so much of uh I'm so stagey mm. like I love being on stage I love being practical anything theory and anything written I can't stand and I'm trying to actually learn to love that at the minute yeah and I, I'm struggling with that uh, I really am um but that's definitely what I prefer but yes yeah, spreadsheets oh my spreadsheets God. but I think it's okay to um be in a position of knowing that this is your strength knowing that you are the visionary and not trying to be all things in your business um but so yeah if you can delegate you know spreadsheets out have you ever, ever heard of a VA a VA a virtual assistant oh if you can get yourself a virtual assistant amazing <laughs> virtual assistant a virtual assistant I pay my virtual assistant to do all the admin stuff do all the spreadsheets yes just take care create the spreadsheets yes okay okay so yeah I'm happy to um um uh, that makes me happy to to give you some um share something that perhaps you um is is new yeah a minute um Okay, so moving on, because I know you've got Pilates soon. What is your big picture goal in life? What do you want? Yes. In life. What a question this is, guys. I I certainly want um, to be financially comfortable. Um, to have a family who are the same, mm-hmm. have a business that is well-known internationally. I'd love to be able to take fly-high workshops uh, across the globe uh, because children and young people, are, you know, they are everywhere. 
they are everywhere that would definitely be be a goal but i i certainly do want i want like a family yeah i really want a family um because i think it's it's uh it's important to to show my kids what what i've done mm. and i want to be able to do that i want to be able to do that but definitely like financial comfortability would be amazing uh because i yeah i wish i yeah was. i mean i don't even think that that you don't need a because after that and I, I believe that your financial comfort comfortability makes for you to do more good work in the world and you're clearly doing that absolutely absolutely you're right scrap the because grace right <laughs> <laughs> because replace the because with a full stop yes yes exactly yeah. um so can you imagine yourself at the age of 86 or another wise old age 86 oh I'll still be singing I'll be like my nan my nan's 90 and still singing around with her pots and pans and um yeah probably not in the country I'd want to be back in St Lucia I think at that age can you imagine a spot your favorite spot you're 86 standing in your favorite spot contemplating life can you describe yourself can you tell us where you are and what you're reflecting back on what Tanya's done I would be on Redweet Beach in St. Lucia, under the coconut tree, looking out to the sea with a few locals, a couple of crabs scattering, maybe with a piton in my hand, which is the uh, St. Lucian beer. Yeah, at 86, I'll have a beer. And, and honestly, like my kids be running their businesses, Fly High Workshops will still be known world renowned um and hopefully sat with like my grandkids talking to them about fly high workshops i mean how cool is that i just that sounds my amazing yeah that would be awesome that sounds yeah. so amazing um and so finally back to tanya at the age you are now yeah. what advice would you give to your younger self or anyone who relates to your journey um in the arts and forging a career for themselves that is in alignment with what they want yeah I would say the one thing is um believe in your own magic I say it all the time because I didn't believe in mine for for quite a long time I was told to I always had it in the back of my head but I was always kind of in and out yeah I'm great no I'm not yeah I'm great no I'm not yeah I'm great no I still want to be I was still comparing so just believe in your own magic and what is for you is for you. Um, because when you go into the arts, you audition constantly and you get so many no's. You really do. And you just think, oh, why do I bother? Mm. But one yes is the yes that you're supposed to get because you're supposed to be at that place at that time. Mm. Yeah. And do you believe that the no's are, I mean, I, I believe that the no's shape me to my yeses. Sometimes I look back at my no's and I think, oh no, that no, the way that I felt then or what I learned then, I needed that for this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, mm. most definitely. Most definitely. And you know what, when you're young, no's just really do hurt. It's always when you get older that you realise, oh, I weren't supposed to be there or that weren't for me. And yeah. Yeah, they definitely, God, I've had so many no's, Grace. <laughs> but 
I've had so many no's. It's a joke. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, they do. They kind of just make you, they really make you stronger as well. They make your, your mind really strong. They do. They can make or break you, but if you, you use every negative and make it into a positive somehow. Mm. I done with no's. I was like, no, okay. I mean, that sucks, but I'm not supposed to be there. And then when one door closes, another door opens. Yeah. Some no's are there so that you're not blocking your blessings. Yeah. In so the-, the aim is to go out and get the no's, get as many no's yeah. as you can, get yeah. them over and done with quickly, yeah. build up the resilience. Yeah. And every no makes you closer to your yes. Exactly. Exactly that. I love that. Tanya, tell us where we can find you, support your work. Tell us what you're in. What have you got coming up? Oh, gosh. I am. Oh, God. Okay. So I am heading back into the Book of Mormon. I was in the Book of Mormon in 2014. I'm going back now as a swing uh, for a period of time. Maybe just a year. Yeah, which is going to be awesome. So I'm going to be in the Prince of Wales Theatre in Leicester Square. Um, that between Leicester Square and Piccadilly Circus, so you can catch me in that show. Um, Instagram, my personal Instagram is at Tanya Nicole Entertainment, and my business uh, Instagram is at Fly High Workshops. So you can find me. Brilliant. We will go and follow you there on both those platforms. Um, congratulations for your role in the Book of, Mo- Book of Mormon. I've never seen that, but I definitely will be getting my ticket. Yeah. Definitely come and see it. Adult humour. Yes. So definitely come okay. And can you um, tell me what a swing is? You use the term that I wasn't okay. familiar with. Swing, mm-hmm. Yeah. So fumble means you're on every night. A swing mm-hmm. means you could be on for any of the female roles. So I basically have to learn all the female tracks. And whenever they are, obviously we have our holidays, don't we, in there. Mm-hmm. So whenever anyone's off, I'm on. So wow. I'm always ready to go on. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. I never knew that. I never knew that's yeah. how it worked. Yeah. Um, bit more money. <laughs> great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and do, do you see, um, talking about, I know you've celebrated quite a lot about, um, or you've, um, you've spoke about how it felt to be in a cast of other black people, a predominant black people in, in the Lion yeah. King. Um, yeah. And it sounds like, you know, doing sister act that you you've done some shows where you see other people that look like you. You're not alone. Do you see that reflected back to you in the audience? No. No, we need more black people coming and watching shows. Mm. 100%. Um, it's so important. Um, it's not. I, and the thing is, I, I don't know. I think. Oh, God, it's hard, isn't it? Because some people say, oh, you know, they're just so expensive and this and that. But. I don't know. I, I do think that sometimes ticket sales are really expensive. Yes. Um, but also I think our community needs to be more open to, to going to, to shows um, because there are some really awesome shows out there where you have a lot of black actors, where a lot of young black people would watch and aspire to be like us, you know? Yes. I watched The Lion King when I was young and I remember seeing all the black people on stage. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, and I still do it now. I mean, and I'm, you know, I am a, I'm a West End performer, but I still go and support and watch other shows. And I'm still inspired by watching other people in other shows that look like me. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. So go to theatre more. 
Yes. Okay. Um, and for anyone who, um, well, I'm going to link, uh, check out the audience friend. It's a, it's an initiative to get more people, black people, Asian people, um, working class, low, um, low income. I think nurses, they offer free tickets to, um, you so you sign up you find them you sign up I'll link the sh- I'll link it in the show notes below I've been um, to a few shows to um through the audience friend and yeah love it so and I and they definitely do diversify the audience so um I'll send you more information about that Tanya just so you can share it and spread it around um I've lost your audio but I just want to say you? nope you're there you you disappeared for a second I could see your mouth moving but I couldn't hear you oh. but <laughs> you're back <laughs> Thank you so much for being our guest on today's show. I had I really thoroughly enjoyed my conversation with you. Um, Thank you. It, you know, you're so inspiring. Just well done for all your achievements, for everything that you stand for, for everything that you are creating. And since we're both 34, I hope to um, be 86 and join you in, in St. Lucia. Oh, on. Yeah, yeah. Let's put it out there. Let's see, I can see it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>